I saw a commercial last night on football that they showed the like bat basically, and it showed it, like when someone talked, it made a subway sandwich. Did you see that? Commercial? No, <laughs> that's funny. And they're like, you know, you're not hearing things. You are hungry for subway or something. That that's funny. Up. That's pretty creative. Oh, that's funny. Okay, we'll just do this one on on the Dodgers first. We'll just preview the series. Um. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Blake Street Irregulars, your local Colorado Rockies podcast from Mile High Sports. My name is Sean Drotar. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I guess you can tune into a podcast. We'll call it tuning in. Thank you for downloading it and or streaming it. How's that? Uh, as usual, we, our, our program is brought to you by uh, Tap 14 on Blake Street, 1920 Blake Street to be specific, just a catty corner from Coors Field in which a lot of exciting things are happening. So make sure you check them out, 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 distilled Colorado spirits, and the best rooftop bar in Denver. Give them a look, tap14.com. Spell that out, tap14.com. With me as he has been for most of the last few weeks because his takes are just that good. Oh, sure. (laughs) This is Doug Ottawill, editor-in-chief of Mile High Sports Magazine. You can follow him on Twitter at D. Ottawill. We can't be named Smith and Jones. We have to be Drotar and Ottawill. So uh, sorry about that, but at least least you won't confuse us for anybody. And Doug, uh, as we record this here, the Rockies have, oh, it's a a little series. It doesn't have a lot of consequence. (laughs) It's just the Dodgers and the Rockies in a three-game series for first place in the NL West in September. And it starts off with uh, Kershaw and Gray. I mean, this is, if you're a Colorado Rockies fan, a longtime suffering Colorado Rockies fan, this is what you live for. And I know it's opening season of uh, the NFL or opening weekend of the NFL and all that stuff, but, I mean, I got to tell you, I'm gonna be hard, it's going to be hard to watch the Broncos game when there's a Sunday Rockies game that really will mean a lot. And I don't care if the Rockies win their first two, lose their first two, split, whatever. Sunday is going to mean everything as you go down the stretch right And now. on the bright side, as we I mentioned earlier, if you didn't uh, hear, Tap 14 has uh, multiple TVs of which you can watch multiple yep. things simultaneously. Hey, we so, all have two eyes. You, yeah, put you can one catch on your Broncos and, and your Iraqis at the same time. So, uh, yeah, you can pay attention to both. Plus, you know, they don't play on Friday and Saturday. So you're right. Gray and Kershaw to start it off. Uh, Freeland goes on Saturday. I mean, this is a huge series. The Rockies have won five straight games. This is a long homestand at just the right time. After that is the Diamondbacks, but they can't think about this. This is the honest, uh, you run into the spots where you hear the cliche, right? Take them one game at a time. This really is, and it is because the Rockies have worked their way into first place. Now you don't have to scoreboard watch. Right. You can handle it yourself. They're chasing you. The Rockies need to just take a look at this and win this game and then the next game and then the next game. And don't worry about the guys behind you. As Satchel Page used to say, uh, if you're ahead of someone, don't look back because they're still chasing you. You right. don't need to worry about it. Right. And I heard, uh, you know, I heard some of your conversation this morning on the radio. Um, I think you're exactly right. Not only is it a game-by-game situation, it's a matchup-by-matchup situation. It's about winning at bats. It's about having your starter go longer than their starter. And I think that's a huge point you made this morning because if the Rockies starters can go toe-to-toe with the Dodgers starters, that's pretty good. If they can get one more inning, that's even better because both of these teams have some issues in the bullpen. And I think when you're at home – uh, and you've got the hitting lineup the Rockies do, you want to get to that bullpen as fast as you can. Now, if you're the, if you're the, uh, the Dodgers, 
you also want to get to the Rockies bullpen. Yeah, because you've seen it. Its ERA is not great. Yeah, the the sooner you can you can get uh, you know, or the sooner you can get to those guys that aren't Adam Adovino, the better off you're going to be. And you know, all but one of them is not Adam Adovino. Exactly. I'll, I'll throw Sun Wong Oh in there. I think he's been very good. He's had a couple blips, but I think on the whole, he's been outstanding. But yeah, you're talking about uh, Brian Sean Wade Davis, and you don't entirely know what you're going to get. So at, at Coors Field, I always think that's the the trick for the Rockies. Don't worry about your stats. Don't worry about the earned runs. Don't worry about any of that. If you're in the game longer than the other guy is in the game, you're probably in good shape because exactly. the Rockies don't care if they win these games 11 to 10 or 2 to 1. It doesn't make any difference. And we've you seen both ways. I mean, right. we've seen both ways. You know, you even go back to um, some of those series in, in August when they were, you know, when they when they were just on fire, they were winning in the most random ways. They'd win in the last inning, they'd win in the first inning, they'd blow teams out, they'd they'd go to extras. I mean, they just had a way of getting it done, and I think that's how they had to approach these next couple series. The Rockies, uh, it still feels because, as you pointed out, the Rockies are sort of permanent underdogs that that they're uh, they're trying to slay Goliath. Here's the truth of the matter: since the All Star break, the Rockies have the best record in the National League. It's hard to believe, but it's true. And maybe it's time to take a look at this team and say, hey, that this isn't uh, the plucky guys trying to surprise everybody. Uh, they are one of the big kids on the block. And in baseball, where you play day after day, fatigue is a part of it. Sometimes that swagger makes a difference. I think the Rockies are actually starting to get it a little bit. When you have a, a guy like Nolan Arenado, who hasn't played very well over the last couple of weeks, at least at the plate, uh, Normally, you have a team that struggles, but in this case, you have a team that's starting to look like some of the Rockies teams in the past that we've seen that maybe weren't as complete as this team, though, that said, hey, that's all right. Next guy's going to get him. Trevor's going to get him. Carlos Gonzalez is going to get him. Even Ian Desmond is going to get him, and they're starting to play like a team that looks like that, that they believe. This this team is deep, not only position by position, but also guys that have the ability to step up as stars. I mean, look, for two straight seasons now, we're talking about the Ro certain players on the Rockies being the best in baseball at their position or their role or whatever you want to call it. But last year, uh, both Nolan Arenado and Charlie Blackman were easily in the conversation for MVP. Charlie Blackman was the best leadoff man in the game. Uh, Greg Holland last year was the best closer in the game for, for quite a while. I mean, he had some bumps, but every closer does. This year... Uh, People were talking about Nolan Arenado as an MVP candidate for most of the summer. Now they're talking about Trevor Story as an MVP candidate, and, and rightfully so. So the guys played wonderfully. You're talking about Kyle Freeland being a Cy Young candidate. I mean, that's unthinkable in Colorado. And I think the fact that I just rattled off five different names over the course of two seasons tells you a lot about the construction of this roster. And that's why, to your point, they're not these – you know, let's go get them, uh, make a miracle happen. Rockies, this is a team that has a very solid lineup in, in every aspect. And that's what happens. You have guys that are slumming. You mentioned Nolan Arenado not playing as well in the last couple of weeks. Well, you know what? When you have an all-star caliber third baseman that doesn't play well, but you have a MVP caliber shortstop, guys pick each other up. And this, 
those examples are all over the roster. Yeah, it's very helpful, and they're getting some contributions from uh, younger players as well. Ryan McMahon's been clutch at times. David Dahl is, is starting to look like he can fulfill some of the promise that he's shown when he's healthy. So for the, the Rockies, it's a major matchup. When you look at the, uh, the, the basically the post-All-Star break, look at that starting rotation. Uh, the Rockies are the only team in the majors to not have started a guy 30 years old or over, which is pretty remarkable and, and speaks very well about the team as it's currently constructed, but also how it may look in the future. We've talked about how Kyle Freeland is a spectacular pitcher. He's the best pitcher on this team. He may not be the most talented. That's John Gray, but he is the best. But you look at the post-All-Star break. Herman Marquez in his nine starts has a 2.79 ERA. Freeland, 2.63. John Gray, 3.33, which for a guy that pitches in Colorado, that's very good. Even Antonio Senzatella with a 4.5 is not that outlandish for someone who pitches at Coors Field. Right. It could be better, but it's not outrageous. It wasn't all many, many years the Rockies have had a guy that with a 4.5 and said, that's our ace. So, you know, now he's your fourth guy. Tyler Anderson's got to turn it around. ERA after the All-Star break, an awful 7.88. He will be the guy that pitches in the third game of the series, uh, the final game of the series on Sunday. So that watching him will be a big part of the equation. But uh, even some of the players we've talked about that haven't been uh, over, overwhelming over the year, Brian Shaw's ERA post-All-Star break, 3.86. That's not great for a reliever. It's not great for a setup guy, but it's not the sixes and sevens that we've seen earlier. Uh, so th there has been improvement for the Rockies, even on the pitching side. So this is a monumental series for them. The funny thing is you can break it down in a million different ways, but at this point in baseball, it's a division rival. It's, the, it's more than a division rival. It's the Dodgers. One of the legendary teams in baseball. Well, you know, you think about baseball at a whole, people say Dodgers, Yankees, Cubs, Red Sox, and they kind of stop there. Sure. This is one of the uh, crown jewels of baseball. You have an opportunity to take first place in your division and, and extend your lead against that team. It's a big deal. The Dodgers will not have Kenley Jansen, their closer, uh, in this series. He's had the irregular heartbeat issue. He actually had it last time he was in Colorado. He won't be playing in this series. Uh, it, it was being decided by the team. He may not have even made the trip because they don't want to put any wear and tear on him. So that's something that the Rockies, you never want to have, to have to have an opportunity to take advantage of a team that way when a guy is hurt. But the truth of the matter is he's not there, and that's an advantage for the Rockies as well. Absolutely. And I think... The, the other thing I would say about this, aside from all the ways that you just set that game up, is that the Rockies have consistently answered the call when it's a big series. I mean, if we have one criticism of the Rockies, it's that they may not have taken business when they could have or should have against the Padres yeah, of the hey, world. Padres, right. And I think that's, that's, that's not a good thing to say about a team, but I think as it pertains to this upcoming weekend – the best thing you can hear is this is a big series and everybody in town knows it and everybody on that roster knows it. And traditionally speaking this season, they have really, really played well in these types of situations. I mean, from Houston to other Dodgers series to even this Giants series. I mean, I know the Giants are down, but I mean, it's kind of one of those ones where, hey, you have to have these and they did it. So I really think that uh, this bodes well for for the Rockies this weekend. Rockies are a, a robust 17 and 7 since August 10th. I mean, they have been playing lights out ball. Uh, this is a big series. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. 
And uh, this is what you hope for in baseball. The Rockies fans don't obviously get that tight scoreboard watching September baseball. You get the Dodgers at home. You get the Dodgers away later in the month. You get the Diamondbacks at home after the Dodgers. You get them away later in the month. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. We'll stay on top of it right here on Mile High Sports. You can listen to the radio program. Doug alluded to it earlier. I'm on from 7 to 9 a.m. with my co-hosts, Nate Lundy and TJ Carpenter, both of which you've heard on this podcast this season as well. So you can always check that out, plus all the programming we have there. You can always stream any of that on MileHighSports.com or listen to it on the Mile High Sports uh, app that you can download for Apple, Android, or wherever, whatever your device is, computer, whatever. We have it for you. It's free. You can get it that way, and you may be listening to it now, and if you are, thank you very much. So for Doug, um, I'm Sean. Thanks for our friends at Tap14. Check them out at tap14.com. This has been the Blake Street Regulars on Mile High Sports. So you want to do one on story now, too? <laughs>